Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Today I'm going to talk about sleep, and oftentimes when we don't get enough sleep, we tend to pay for it. Uh, We hear this all the time. When you haven't gotten enough of your Zs, you feel sluggish, you feel tired. It affects your immune system, it affects your stress levels, it even affects the way your metabolism works. And yet, sleep is something that we all crave. It's something that we love to participate in. However, what if you are somebody that just cannot settle in to sleep? Uh, Well, there are many different types of sleep disorders. And some of them, of course, are clinical sleep disorders in which you might have to actually go see a sleep psychologist, a physiologist, and go through sleep studies to determine what your issues are. However, most individuals uh, don't need to go to those great lengths. And uh, although it might seem like they might uh, feel the need to seek out medical intervention for sleep. Uh, Most of the time, the reasons why people are unable to sleep is simply poor sleep hygiene. Uh, Just like most other things in life, sleep requires proper hygiene. And uh, like anything else, when we cannot achieve something that we really, really want to nail down, uh, we, we tend to approach it with the wrong type of, of techniques, the wrong type of methods. Uh, what is the very first thing that comes to your mind when you think of waking up tired um, or middle of the day slug? Um, the very first thing that comes to your mind, my guess is coffee. Uh, We are cultured to want to pick up that mood, pick up that kick in our step by giving us some of this, this java. Um, That that morning cup of coffee, that caffeine is a powerful stimulant. However, um, what we don't realize is that this caffeine could be actually the culprit in why we are feeling so, so tired. And I'm going to kind of talk about that today uh, during the show. In addition to caffeine um, and the good and the bad of caffeine, uh, I'm going to talk about sleep cycles. Uh, Interestingly, when I learned about sleep cycles uh, and how our bodies go through uh, a series of cycles when we sleep every single night, um, it truly enhanced the way that I sleep. Uh, I found that I not only get a better quality of sleep, but I don't require as much sleep as I once did. 
So I'm getting a bigger bang for my buck, um, which is increasing the quality of time that I have during the day. Um, so I'm also going to talk about these sleep cycles. And uh, it's a very, very fascinating subject. And, and I'm going to not only talk about how they work, but I'm going to talk about how you can become in tuned with your own body's sleep cycles. Um, and then finally, I'm going to talk about the do's and the don'ts of how to increase um, the quality of not only your sleep, but your sleep routines. Um, and uh, these are things that I have discussed before in prior shows, but I have not consolidated them all in one perfect little bundle. Um, so before we get into all of these things, um, uh, in, in order to understand the physiology of yourself and your sleep, uh, you really do need to understand your body's clock. Uh, and everybody does have a different clock timetable um, that controls when we naturally wake up, uh, when we want to eat, when we want to play, when we want to work out, um, and when our brains function the best. Uh, a very small proportion of people, in fact, 14% uh, of individuals are primed to fire on all cylinders as soon as that sun rises. Now notice, I didn't say as soon as we wake up. I said, as soon as that sun rises, um, and these are considered the early birds, um, nearly about 25% of individuals are actually energized around sundown. And this is when the sun actually goes down. Uh, this has nothing to do with bedtime. This has nothing to do with the end of the day. It truly has to do when the sun really does go down at dawn. Uh, and everybody else kind of flies in the middle. So early birds do better than night owls in school. Early birds, uh, in incidentally, also live about 5% longer. Now, if you're wondering why it would be that an early bird would live longer, and again, it's only 5%. Uh, so don't go forcing yourself to be an early bird so that you can live 5% longer. Uh, the, the research shows that it's only because uh, they, they live under less stress because of the uh, biological strain of not trying to live under this strict nine to five uh, schedule. Um, individuals that are night owls uh, tend to have a really harder time uh, in trying to get up in the morning. Uh, just before this show, I had a call with an individual who told me that she stays up till 2 a.m., every single night. Uh, and it was very interesting because what she didn't know about me is that I wake up <laughs> at 2 a.m. pretty much every day. So here we are, two people, both live in the Chicagoland area, um, both live busy lives, uh, careers, moms, and here she gets up uh, at 11 uh, in the middle of the day um, and goes to bed at 2 and I'm completely the opposite. So you would question how how are we able to function uh, and, and, and live our lives? Well, she did say to me, um, her lifestyle is very, very stressful. Um, living uh, a life of being up till 2 a.m. and sleeping until close to noon is, is very daunting on her. It's daunting on her career. It's difficult on keeping up with her, her kids. And she is trying to change that. But 
but how do you change that? How do you change your body's clock? Furthermore, if you're somebody who is an early riser and you want to sleep longer, how do you go about doing that? Well, it boils down to understanding your sleep cycles. Um, None of us uh, can just pinpoint this, but when you figure out um, how many sleep cycles your body needs and you start to understand uh, how these sleep cycles work, you could actually enhance your sleep. Um, And so this morning, uh, such a great day for me to experiment with my sleep cycles. Um, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I said to myself, you know, I think I'm going to go back to bed for another sleep cycle. Um, And I did. And I went back to bed for another sleep cycle. And guess what? I woke up uh, and decided I was going to go back to bed for yet another sleep cycle. Uh, And I know that right now this means nothing to you. But when I explain how sleep cycles work, uh, you are going to understand what I did. And you will also understand how I'm able to function and an hour less sleep than what I once used to need. Okay, so first, let's talk about caffeine. It speeds up your thinking. It boosts your motivation. It lifts your mood. Within minutes of your early morning, boom, that caffeine hits your brain. But guess what? It is actually not the ideal time for you to drink it. Did you know that research shows the best time to take in that morning cup of coffee is 30 to 40 minutes after you have woken up. I know this sounds shocking, but this has been uh, proven time and time again. And this is why. When we wake up, um, our body temperature uh, is is starting to rise, um, and all types of hormones are being pumped through our body. Uh, one hormone that is being pumped through our body is called endozyme. Uh, these levels are naturally very low, but when we start to wake up, the endozyme levels increase, and this is what causes us to become more alert. Now, when we have that morning cup of coffee, uh, all that does is it promotes jitteriness. It promotes a little bit of, of anxiety. Um, it's, like, it's like throwing uh, matches in this already uh, raging bonfire. So you actually don't need that coffee because your body is pumping with these, these wake-up hormones. Uh, we have created an association that coffee is what's giving us this wake-up alert, um, and, and we have tied ourselves into this. But I assure you, you are better off waiting a few hours even, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and letting these endozyme levels wear off before giving yourself a cup of coffee. Um, You will reap the full benefit of this caffeine boost. Better yet, um, it will not only boost these wake-up hormones, but it will keep them going uh, longer throughout the day. Um, uh, To uh, add to this, uh, try stretching, doing some yoga, gentle exercises. These are all going to increase your heart rate, improve that blood flow, and also keep you from feeling so, so sleepy. So basically what I'm saying is we have programmed ourselves um, in assuming that coffee is what wakes us up. Um, You have already had a full night's sleep. Uh, Your body is getting primed and ready to wake up. And when we flood our systems with caffeine, what goes up 
must come down and it is a stimulant. So when you are stimulated and that wears off, you tend to crash. Uh, so often I hear this. I hear how tired people get right around lunchtime. Well, that is that caffeine wearing off. Um, and if you are somebody that goes and grabs another cup of coffee, um, you get that stimulation going up again, and it will crash on you once again. So, so stay away from that caffeine. Um, the best thing you can do to increase your alertness is movement. Movement will create more desire for movement. Uh, now, I'm not implying that you take away all of your coffee. Uh, we like coffee for many, many reasons. And actually, having some caffeine is and has been proven good for you. Um, 200 milligrams uh, is what an average cup of coffee has. But if you are somebody that's drinking two and three and four cups of coffee, well, now you have increased your heart rate. You've impaired your, your thinking because you are jittery and you've increased your anxiety only for it to wear off and for you to crash. All right, so my next thing I really want to veer in on is your sleep cycles. Um, every night, the average person will have four to six sleep cycles. Each sleep cycle will last between 80 and 120 minutes. So earlier in the show, when I mentioned that I woke up at 2, and I said, oh, I'm going to go back to bed. I'm going to have another sleep cycle. I knew. I looked at the clock. It was 2. I knew that I was going to get up and it was going to be about 3.30. Um, and no joke, this happens to me all the time. And I challenge you to try this. Uh, I closed my eyes. And before I knew it, I opened them. And it was 3.15. Exactly. One sleep cycle. Um, and for whatever reason, this morning, I decided I was going to go back to bed for another sleep cycle. I closed my eyes knowing that the next time I woke up, it was going to be about 4.30, 4.45, which is so late for me. Um, and sure enough, I closed my eyes. And before I knew it, it, it was 4.45. And, and my family wondered what had happened to me uh, because I slept so late. So basically what I'm saying is you are more than not likely to just go to sleep for five minutes or 10 minutes, unless something wakes you up, like a snooze alarm. Uh, a sleep cycle is going to last uh, about 80 to 120 minutes. Um, your body goes through uh, different stages when you are sleeping. And within each sleep cycle, there's actually four different stages within each sleep cycle. And, and this is extremely important to understand. Um, there are four stages. The first stage is when we are in transition. And we all know this, this weird transitional state of sleep. It's when you don't really know you're sleeping. In fact, uh, if you're trying to fall asleep and uh, you think you're not sleeping, but then something wakes you up and you realize, yes, 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 I was sleeping. Uh, that's stage one. It's a very, very light sleep. Uh, you feel calm, uh, but you are actually asleep. Uh, stage two is also a very light stage of sleep, but this is when our brain waves really slow down. Um, and if you were doing a sleep study and you were hooked up to uh, machines and electrodes, you, they would actually see that your brain waves um, would start to, to slow down. Uh, stage three is that stage of deep sleep. 
Um, this is the stage that if you were to ever be woken in uh, the middle of, you feel like you have no idea what your name is, what day it is, <laughs> where, where you came from. Um, uh, if you wake up during uh, this stage, you are very disoriented, very confused. Um, this is the stage where typically uh, people would sleepwalk, uh, have night terrors, um, memory lapses. Uh, you are pretty much out during this stage of, of sleep. Um, and then, of course, the stage four is the REM stage. Um, and this is the rapid eye movement stage. And many of you might be familiar with this because if you've ever watched anybody sleep uh, during this last stage of sleep, um, you can actually see the eyes moving, uh, moving in different directions. Breathing patterns become very irregular. Um, our, our limbs become paralyzed. And the feeling is very temporary. But uh, people that are woken up during this stage, um, and if you've been woken up during this stage, this is when you actually remember your dream. And they're typically very wild. Um, they make no sense. They're convoluted. I call them carnival dreams. <laughs> so, so this is uh, the, the fourth and final stage of sleep. Um, so so uh, once again, you, you are going through the cycles of sleep. Um, so if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I'm talking about sleep cycles and the, the fascinating facts about how you can learn about uh, what your body needs and how to enhance your sleep. Uh, so each one of these sleep cycles um, your body goes through. Um, if you are woken up, like I said, in, in the midst of any of these um, uh, and you try to get on with your day uh, in the middle of a stage one, stage two, stage three, uh, which would be the horrible one, you know, you're in a deep sleep or you wake up in the middle of stage four, which is your REM, uh, you're woken up in the middle of a bizarre dream and you remember it, um, you're actually in the middle of a sleep cycle. Um, you have not completed that cycle. Uh, falling back asleep now is extremely easy. Um, and if you have not completed your four to five to six full cycles for the night, um, you're able to go right back to sleep. Um, and so, so what I'm suggesting is figure out how many sleep cycles is ideal for you. Um, most adults do need about seven hours of sleep. If you get into eight to nine, um, you're completing too many sleep cycles and you're actually going to feel tired. Um, you're going to feel groggy. Um, sleep patterns are impacted by so many different things. And uh, people that feel like they need more sleep than they actually do um, uh, because of low mood, depression, worry, uh, physical health conditions, medications, or even worrying about sleep, um, you might actually be getting too much sleep. Um, alcohol, uh, prescription drugs, obviously are all going to facilitate all of these things as well and have detrimental impacts um, on the way that you are sleeping and the restoration that occurs during the sleep. Um, so, so really think about um, uh, your sleep patterns and think about um, how many sleep cycles that you truly need and experiment with it. So once you do this, um, uh, play it out and uh, uh, play out and see what your energy levels are the next day. 
um, as you as you go through this. Chart it out. And I was shocked to find out how little sleep that I need. Now, I know you guys are all listening going, okay, lady, there is no way I'm going to cut out any sleep out of my life. But if you find that you are going to function better with less sleep, um, and I'm talking if you are getting eight hours of sleep and you determine that you only need six and a half, or if you're getting nine hours of sleep and you determine that you only need seven and a half, and it improves the quality of your sleep and it improves the quality of your daytime hours, well, then you just hit the jackpot. Um, and with all of this being said, I must interject my speech about the snooze button. Um, and so, so now that you've heard all of this, the sleep cycles, and you've heard the stages within the sleep cycles, um, I have to include um, uh, what I've talked about many times on many of my podcasts, and that is what happens when you hit snooze. Um, if you hit snooze, your body is, of course, going to be in the middle of a sleep cycle. Uh, generally, at the end of the last stage of a sleep cycle, which is your REM, um, you are rapid eye movement. Uh, you're about to end the final stage of a sleep cycle, about to start a new one. Um, this is typically when you would wake up. If you're going to wake up to go to the bathroom, if you're going to hear a light noise, this is when you're going to when you're going to wake up. Um, the best thing to do is to acclimate yourself um, and and be able to wake up on your own at the end of a sleep cycle. Um, and this does take time, of course, um, but making sure you go to bed at an appropriate hour, understanding the amount of sleep that you need um, will enable you to get up at the end of your sleep cycles. However, if you're not getting enough sleep, um, if you are up all night on your phone, um, and your brain is not resting before you go to bed, you're constantly thinking, worrying um, about your sleep, uh, it's interrupted, and you are hitting snooze, and it's waking you up in the middle of REM, um, or it's waking you up in the middle of deep sleep, uh, you are waking up and hitting snooze, therefore going back to sleep for 10 minutes, 8 minutes, 16 minutes, whatever your snooze is. Um, now you've fallen back asleep. You're in, back in the middle of a sleep cycle, only to be woken up again. Now you're starting your day in the middle again of, of another sleep cycle. Uh, you are basically in what's called sleep inertia, um, and you are half asleep. Um, sleep inertia is when your brain is not fully awake. Um, and there's been a lot of studies done that sleep inertia um, will slow down your reaction time by over 360% for the first two hours that you're awake. Um, you may experience brain fog, um, you may experience extreme fatigue for the first eight hours of you being awake. Um, and these are the days that you feel off. These are the days that you just don't know what's wrong with you. You might think you're just getting a cold or you didn't sleep well. The problem is, is you're actually still asleep. Um, and so, so what the studies have shown is um, get through that, that pang of, of misery and getting up when that alarm rings and don't fall back asleep for that 10 minutes because you're falling back into that sleep cycle, therefore waking up in the state of inertia. Uh, get up 
my advice is do the famous countdown. Five, four, three, two, up. Um, those, those hormones, those wake-up hormones are going to start flooding your system. You know this now. Uh, stretch a bit. Walk around a bit. Um, and before you know it, uh, you will be awake. Um, and uh, the alternative is, before you know it, you will have hit snooze three or four or five times, only to set yourself up for eight-hour-long failure and fatigue and coffee and rises and jumps and hikes and spikes and drops and and the misery goes on. So so my suggestion is think about your sleep hygiene and set yourself up for success. Um, and I assure you, the people that I've coached through this um, have commented uh, that not only um, is the quality of their sleep improved, um, they go to bed and they wake up uh, completely rejuvenated. Um, it's the type of sleep that is not only deep, um, but it is restorative. And there is no better way to restore yourself. There is no better way to energize yourself. Um, there is no better way to treat your body the way it should be treated um, than just sleep. So give this a try um, and uh, keep away from that snooze button. Uh, I would normally say I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, but I'm going to end it with I hope you enjoy a peaceful night sleep. Let's go Make no excuses now I'm talking here and now I'm talking here and now Let's go Your time is running out I'm talking here and now I'm talking here and now It's not about what you've done It's about what